When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. They could break here, Chelsea. This could be the moment. Frank Lampard for Chelsea. It's Carvalho to his right. Lampard for the title. Lampard, it's 2-0. It's Chelsea's championship. And 50 years of waiting have come to an end. Lampard. Comes out to Essien! Oh my goodness. It's a counter attack. It's Didier Dropper. And now it's in the middle. Dropper goes. Stretch it. Stretch it. Mix it on the Stretch it. Chelsea 2. And Didier Dropper has it. Dropper in the centre. McCoy just came to the ground and was still that back on that madness. Bleak as this. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Chessie Hour. You're joined by me, your host, Dave Babs. I know it's been a while. I know you guys have probably missed me, but you know, I thought I'd come back, you know, take over the mic again and give you guys a little special one. Um, I'm joined by two of my faves um, this week. Um, Shemi, Shemi, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It's good to be. Uh back in my safe space, away from those devils on the main pod. <laughs> yeah, listen to that main pod, and they, 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 were, they, were, they were hassling you quite a bit. You know, they, I don't hey, know look, listen, like, listen, listen. They were a lot of hassling there. Listen, if they're listening now, Leroy, good to hell. Mariah, good to hell. Tobes, uh, you know what? I was watching Tobes' post-match, and that was enough for me, you know. You know, you know what a man looks like? He's died inside. That's what Tobes looked like. So that's, that's, that's good enough for me. But yeah, Boy, I'm good. I, mean, like, I, I opened up Instagram and it was like four hours ago in the morning. It was like, he's gotten home at 3.57. I was like, you know what? I needed that to start my day. You know, that, 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 that was the perfect <laughs> way to start my day. Yeah, it was the like, oh, it, it, it gave me a spring, spring in my step today as I was working. But yeah. <laughs> I was also joined by Sam. Sam, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Very good. Two weeks in a row. So got a lot to get off my chest. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. So obviously, you know, we're just coming off of the nil-nil draw against Brentford, you know, in the middle of the week. It was a tough game, you know, at their grounds. It's not really the easiest ground to go to. I know I know a lot of fans were expecting us to actually drop points. So I just want to get you guys' thoughts on initially how you guys felt going into the game. You know, what were your expectations? Do you think it'll be easy three points? And how did those expectations lead up to reality? I'm going to start with you, Sam. Yeah, I can't lie. I was pretty confident. 
I, I never expected us to lose. Uh, I know Brentford's a pretty tough place to go. They gave us hell last year and we definitely got lucky to get away with that result. But the way we were playing, the way a, a lot of our kind of important players were playing, I was, I was confident. I thought, I thought we was going to get the win, I can't lie. But kind of after about, obviously we speak on it, but after about 20 minutes that quickly changed and yeah. Interesting. So you, you spoke about the, the first twenty minutes. So I just want to get your thoughts on how you think, how you thought that went out, and do you think this is um sim? Do you think this is something that we've seen, you know, a bit too much on the pot early on in his tenure? Oh, definitely. I'm pretty sure every single game. Um, I mean, I know we got the goal against Villa, but that was just from a silly mistake. But every game under Potter, we've started very slow. Kind of first 10 to 15 minutes, we've just been very slow. I don't know if it's a way of feeling ourselves into the game, giving the kind of opponents a bit of possession. But we kind of, our passing seems very sloppy in the first 20 minutes. I don't know if um, the roles that the players are playing and asking to do, are kind of maybe confusing for them in the first 10, 20 minutes and they've got to get to grips with it before we kind of see see what they're what they're about. But but yeah, it's definitely something that's happened. Um we haven't really bar palace, um, we haven't really been punished for it as yet, but I can't say it's a good thing that we start so slowly, no. Fair enough. And um Shemans, um, what do you think that maybe calls down to? Do you think it's um a bit more? Then what, then what, we, what we've seen, so like, do you think it's something that we've seen for quite a, a sustained period of time as Chelsea fans, or do you think this is something not something new in terms of our slow starts to games? Um, I don't, I don't think it's too new because uh, I think on the two call, we we like traditionally wouldn't score that early on. Like we take time to kind of feel our way into the game, like with a lot of possession. Um, but I think the difference is is that on the two call, we would always have the ball. Um, but it seems like some, but some of the games on the Potter, um, in our when we've not started as quickly, we've also not had the, as much of the ball. Um, I think I would agree with Sam. Every game, probably bar Wolves, we've kind of taken our time in the first like 15, 20 minutes, not really had too much of the ball, not really improved ourselves, and then kind of like grown into the game after that. Um, but yesterday, I'd say it, it probably we didn't really grow into the game until I'd say maybe like yeah, yeah, towards like the end of the first half. And then kind of throughout parts of the second half. Um, but the difference is in the other games, we've grown into the game and actually scored, scored a few goals. Um, but that didn't happen yesterday. So, yeah, Brentford's a, a tough place to, to go. Um, but I was definitely annoyed that we couldn't get at least one goal. Um, but yeah, it kind of is what, is what it is, really. Yeah, I think that's a good way to sum up. So, you know, looking at how that game did go on, you know, in terms of it being a tough nil nil. Um, what were you expecting going into the game when you saw that lineup? Um, when I saw Gallagher playing six, um, I thought hell because I don't think Gallagher. I don't. I don't really rate Gallagher. That's kind of number one. But also, even though I don't rate him, I understand he's got some qualities that he can bring, and I feel like those qualities are better suited closer to goal. Um, like we saw against Wolves, I feel like where he played against Wolves was perfect. When he kind of played that that inside right position where he can kind of like, um, you know, press and like defend as well as bring a little bit of quality on the ball. Even though, like I said, I would kind of prefer him not to be in the team. Um, so when I saw him as well as Havertz in attack, I thought the attack looked kind of kind of blunt. I was happy to see Breuer, but when I saw like Havertz and who was it? Havertz, Breuer, it was, it was them two um, in attack. Is it? And no. Yeah. And the reason why I wasn't happy with the attack is because 
Mount's played a lot of games, so um, he's not going to rise every game. Do you know what I mean? I think it's only normal. Like he's he's, he's literally playing every single game, uh, midweek, weekend, midweek, weekend. So I thought I kind of knew that this game, yeah, he probably wasn't going to rise it for. Um, and then Havertz, yeah, we're going we're to speak on him later. But I don't. Whenever I see his name on a on a lineup nowadays, I don't have any confidence that we're going to look threatening in front of goal. Um, and obviously, we can speak of that later. But yeah, that was those were my thoughts when I saw the lineup. So when Kovacic came on, not that I wish injury on anyone, but obviously, I think it was revealed later that Gallagher was ill, uh, which explained why he, he he was playing so bad. Um, when Kovacic came on, there was there was an, there was a just like a distinct difference in the midfield. Um, and I was my my initial thoughts about Gallagher playing six was proven right um, because yeah when he's receiving the ball in the first third I just I, I have no confidence like I'm not sure um, but yeah yeah I think that's definitely a fair point and it's something that I also mentioned as well you know in terms of like where I don't think he suits the the, the twin six I don't think he's that counter replacement a lot of people you know in my opinion falsely you know identified him as and I think. His strengths definitely like lay a, a lot more further forward. But looking a bit more into that first half, um, Sam, you know, in terms of like, the, the early onslaught, um, were there any positives for you within that? So, was there any like players that that stood out to you as as positives? And give me a bit of, of, of why. Um, not really. <laughs> I mean, uh, Shems is right. I think when Kovacic came on, there was a clear difference, and I actually think he played pretty well last night. Uh, throughout the whole game. He was pretty much the only one trying to punch the passes through the midfield, looked like he was trying to create. And obviously, he's always a very good uh, ball carrier and good in possession. Um, I don't think the defence were particularly bad. Um, I, I, I wouldn't say they were any good, but I wouldn't say they, they did much wrong. Uh, Kepper, once again, was doing his job. He made one, I think. He made one really good save or good save, and then the rest... I mean, he should be expected to save. Um, yeah, the early parts of the game were rough. That's why I said I was confident when I first was, um, before we came into the game, but kind of after the first 20 minutes, it just it, it felt like one of those days where we weren't going to, we, 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 uh, we would have needed like a penalty or something. It just felt like the goal wasn't coming. There was a look of us getting hit on the counter. I think a better team with better players maybe would have done us. Brentford got into dangerous kind of positions multiple times and just didn't really didn't really capitalise on it. So I think there was some positives from Broher. Um, I don't think he was particularly good. I think he was okay. And I think I saw things in his game that that we all know he's got. His tenacity, his his PMP, like he's 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 a hell to play against, you can tell. A defender's not going to enjoy playing against him. And I think if you get some more kind of time in that striker role, then he can really kind of push forward with that. But yeah, I don't think the early parts of the game, especially until we kind of brought subs on, I don't really think anyone was worth talking about, really. Maybe Barkovacic. Sorry, just to cut in there, yeah, um, on that yeah. Breuer point, I want to re- reiterate that. I think, yeah, he was the only positive for me until until the substitutes came on. Him yeah. and Kovacic were the only uh, positives until the three subs that came on in the second half. Um, I think, yeah, like you said, Breuer, yeah, he he showed some real positive signs, man. Like, his, that, 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 that instance where, like, he was behind, like, the ball was ahead and the defender yeah. was ahead of him and he literally sprinted past the defender and got absolutely. there. Absolutely. It was I Ben was Lee. Just like, yeah, he yeah. absolutely roasted him. 
I was like, wow. I know Ben Mee's kind of old and stuff, but I was just like, wow. Like that athleticism, mm. that strength, the, the power. I was like, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. He he looks a real real handful. It doesn't. Like, yeah. Yeah. When defenders, he, he's going to give defenders bad days. He's not going to be sure. comfortable at all. Um, very physical. He's also got tech as well. Mm. Uh, my only negative about his performance was that um, he what like I, he had one instance where he dragged his shot wide with his left foot, like yeah. really wide, and then. From then onwards, he didn't want to use his left foot, so he kept on coming back mm. outside um, when he was played in that channel, which was a negative. Um, I think it probably contributed to him being subbed, but yeah, he was he was a bright spark for me. Yeah, I definitely think like the kind of basics of the kind of player he is are already there. I think he definitely, which will only come with game time. We can't expect him to just kind of do it, but I think he really he does need to improve his composure. There's a few times where he kind of made the wrong choice or done the wrong thing. And I don't want him to become too reliant on his PMP because I think that can only get you so far, especially at a top club. Um, so, yeah, I think if he learns by playing more games, he could really become an asset to us. And I think he's, we spoke about it before, like he's in a really good position at the minute, I think. And I think, unfortunately, like you said, we speak on Kai later, but with his stinkiness at the minute, I think that's just going to push Broher to be second choice behind Alba, Oba. Which which is good, I think. I think that's a good position for him to be in. Because right now, if you ask me who I want over Kai or Broher to play play up front, I'm picking Broher every single time. That's definitely fair enough. And um on the topic of the number nine and rotations, a lot's been made about um, you know, Potter's rotation, you know, going into the into the game and as a result of it, a lot of people aren't um quite happy with it. So I suppose to get you guys' thoughts on, on that. Do you think um Potter's rotating too much or do you think there's due cause for that? I think it's a little bit overstated, personally. I agree. Because there's a lot of fixtures. And not only is there a lot of fixtures, but Potter has come in. I think I said it's on the main point. Potter has come in. Um, he's not had a preseason, right? So he's kind of come in like midway through when the season's already started. And he needs to find what works. He needs to understand certain players, certain profiles. And he's only going to be able to do that by giving certain man opportunities do you get me um so yeah it's been five games six games so he's not really i don't know if we, people really expect him to know his best 11 after five six games i think it might take a little bit longer than that um even though we've been winning um but yeah i think it's i, I think in, in any normal season where we're just playing once a week um and then there's champions league every like two to three weeks international break um, you know, where it's not as full on, I, I, I don't think he would rotate as much as he has done. Um, so yeah, I think it's a little bit overstated. Yeah, I definitely agree. I, I think people have also forgotten the fact that we've had quite a few injuries as well, and not just that, but the players that we're currently having to play are also returning from injuries. So the likes of Kovacic, you know, all, all these other players, you know, they've had injury issues and they're having to obviously be like brought in and out. So I, I, I think the rotation stuff has been a bit overstayed, um, in, in my opinion, for sure. Um, Sam, sorry, on the rotation... Sorry, on, go on, go on, sorry. sorry. Did, did he rotate a lot at Brighton? Um, I no, think no. more so the rotation. It was more so the changing in shape. Yeah, OK. So like yeah, for instance, like a yeah. McAllister would either play the twin tens or he'd play in the six. You know, Prescott gross last season. The, the way we were playing was with either the eights or six, but this season's actually yeah. the ten. Yeah, Caicedo's um, game has been like developed to be able to play in the six, so it's been a yeah. lot of like changes in like player mm. profiles. I think yeah, if you break it down as well, considering they don't play nowhere near as many games as us at Brighton, they don't have nowhere near as many players. To I was going to say that. In. I was 
I say that I wouldn't imagine their squad is anywhere near as bloated as ours. Yeah, but so on average, you probably did rotate just as much. But yeah. I think perhaps hit the nail on the headway. Said we've got players like Kovacic can't be playing two, three games a week. Like he he can't. He he gets injured too regularly. I think most of our players have proved well, not most, but a lot of our players. If you look at the starting line last night, you got. Well, Kovacic didn't start, but he came on very early. You've got Loftus-Cheek, who's obviously had injury issues in the past. So, I mean, the rotation is definitely overstated because I think we rotated, what was it, seven men against Wolves, albeit Wolves aren't brilliant, and we won that game. And yeah. we won it pretty comfortably. Arguably our best performance. Well, no, it's definitely easily, our best performance easily, in the league. Easily our best performance. Um, yeah. In the league. I think the AC Milan 3-0 was very good as well. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um but yeah, I think it's definitely overstated, and I think it will just be used as a stick to beat him with when we get performances last like last night. But I mean, I don't think it was a rotation issue as much. Um, I think it was just, a, yeah, it was just one of those days, really. <laughs> I don't think it was because we rotated that we didn't do well in that game. I yeah, mean, yeah, I think the, the lineup was it was good. If anything, enough. I would have liked it to rotate a bit more. I, I would have expected a little bit. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, let me just stop there. Go on, Babs. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair I, had enough. To, I, had to, I had to double. I had to rethink certain man. Yeah, go anyway. Go on. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get onto we'll get onto them. We'll get onto them. So you know, other than that, you know, obviously, you know, Broha had a bit of a interesting performance. He had the, the chance early on whereby he um took a shot. He could have potentially squared it. And I, I know a lot of people have been doing their typical, you know, screenshot ladder which I'm not a big fan of. Um, I think. Jorginho had an interesting game as well. I thought it was, I thought it was all right. I thought it was all right. I don't think he was the best off the ball, but on the ball he, he offered a bit, you know, in terms of like helping us build out. But I just, I just still felt that what what Brentford did really well in terms of like showing their physical dominance over us, you know, whether it be beating us in duels out wide or like being able to like play through the middle of us. I thought they did that really well. But I, I don't know. It was, it was a tough game. It was definitely a tough game, but. Going into the second half, you know, obviously we did bring on the likes of um, Pulisic, Chukwemeka, Sterling and Aubameyang. And I just wanted to get you guys into thoughts on um, those guys who came on, you know. Were there any positives there for you guys in those cameos? Yeah, I actually think all of them. Well, I mean, I don't think Sterling done as much, but I think the other three, Aubameyang only played like 10 minutes, but that 10 minutes was really good. I mean, I think he created, he definitely created one chance. Did he create two? Yeah, he created a chance for Sterling. I think yeah. he did one for, for Chukwemeka as well. Yeah, so I mean, I think Aubameyang was really good. Um, he showed some quality on the ball, um, especially, which obviously was a worry with a lot of Chelsea fans. And I think we've mentioned it on previous pods that his all-round game is actually better than we expected. Um, I think Chuck Rumeka was a bright spark. He's obviously young, you can tell. He's still got a lot of learning to do, but he was picking up the ball, driving with it, definitely was creating some kind of problems I think for the Brighton midfield and then I think probably out of all three of them um Chuck Aubameyang and and then Pulisic I think Pulisic is probably the brightest spark in terms of coming on and he I mean we all have our thoughts about Pulisic but I think he might have been slightly unlucky not to get a start today to uh, yesterday to be honest I think very unlucky he's, he's actually shown some pretty good form um some pretty good kind of plays in the in the short amount of times that he's had, and the one thing you'll say about Pulisic is he is he's he's brave. He he won't give up, and I think um, 
I don't want to go too much into Kai because obviously we're going to speak about that later, but it's one of the main differences I noticed between someone like him and Kai is Pulisic, he he doesn't really give up and he's just, he's going to run at you. He's going to try. And I mean, it's not always going to come off because he's not the most technically secure. He's not the best player, um, but he will constantly go and he just, he won't stop. And I think sometimes, especially against a team like Brentford, it's just, it's what you need. And his dribbles were actually coming off last night. He um he got into some, some dangerous areas and was kind of he maybe didn't pick the right option I think once but I think another time he picked a good option and it got blocked so I think I think yeah Pulisic was good and he's actually kind of impressed me under the short like like I said the short amount of time he's had under Potter so far and I think he's definitely pushing himself into maybe starting contention uh, maybe not at the weekend because United's a big game I don't know if he'll. I don't know if he'll start at the weekend, but I think maybe the midweek game against Salzburg, um, he definitely should get a start. And I'd, I'd be surprised if he didn't. And I know that there was reports that coming out today that um, Potter li- likes him. So it's definitely good for Pulisic. And he looks like kind of he knows it's a new manager there. He wants to take his chance. And yeah, I like what I'm seeing. I, I do. Fair. And um, Shams, what did you think about the cameos, you know, in the second half? Yeah, I agree. Paul Pulisic was excellent, to be honest. Um, he, he added intensity. He added um, speed, you know, uh, dribbling, uh, a real a real determination to get out of the opposition, which was really, really good. Um, I've hated Pulisic for... I hate Pulisic on the two-call. Like, really, really hated him. Uh, but it seems like on the Potter, he's got a new lease of life, which is, which is yeah, it's, it's good for us um, because Pulisic has some attributes, whether we like to admit it or not. He has, you know, he could dribble, he's quite fast. He's pretty composed in front of goal. So it's just about that kind of being... The, the only, the, pro- the main problem with Pulisic was that he would, he, he was too momentsy, like he would go through moments where he's doing something well in a game and then you won't see him for like another 30 minutes and then he might pop up again. He, he wasn't a present, uh, con- uh, uh, it wasn't a constant presence in the game. So that was the only main problem with him, like generally. But we all know he has attributes. Um, I thought Chaco Mecca, like, yeah, he was really good. Um, and yeah, Bamiya was really good as well. Um, so yeah, they, they, they were the positives of the game. Um, and I think, I think, I think Pulisic, I actually disagree with Sam. I think Pulisic has a, has a chance to start. Um, on Saturday. Yeah, he might. He might. To be yeah. fair, looking at the other options, I think you got Mount and Oba, and then it's plus one, really, isn't it? So I definitely yeah. think he's got a chance for sure. Yeah, it's definitely possible. Because um, yeah, he's been he's he's been he's been doing well. I think he got the assist for Crystal Palace for the winner against Crystal Palace, and then scored the following game against Wolves. Even uh, though he actually that, wasn't that assist, uh, was a <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is what it is. But, but even in that game, he added something. Even that he game, did. It, it, That's it, what it, I was saying. It, it came through his dribbling. You know what I mean? Um, and I know he scored against Wolves, even though he wasn't great against Wolves. But yeah, he's definitely he's definitely be given a look in. I think. Yeah, I mean, sometimes um, all it takes is someone to come on and run at someone. Exactly. And that's that's my that. point. That's that's the point. Yeah, and that's all you want from your subs. All you want from your subs is to come on and like you know, um, and just add something that's missing. Um, and I think all three of them did that yesterday. Um, Aubameyang's link play, which has actually impressed me um, since he's been at the club, um, his link play and yeah, it's, it's been good. He seems to have a, a quite good relationship with Sterling, um, but yeah. Even Sterling came on. I don't like him wing back. Like I, I think Potter needs to allow it because 
yeah, you've got a, a prolific goal getter like Sterling um, in the Premier League. I, I don't like seeing him defending in like left back positions. Like it's, it's really, really baffling. To yeah, me. I like, hate strange. that. He's yeah, also not I, good I, at it either. I hate it. Exactly. That, that, that's the main heavy. thing. Every time, every time we're defending and he's in that wing back position, we look suspect suspect on that side. And um Potter even moved him um away from there against Villa into the attack in the second half. So I thought from then he'd be done with it. So I was confused as to why he'd done it again. Um, maybe because we were chasing the game, fair enough. But like I guess he thought we would have control of the game. Yeah, yeah, he moment. thought, yeah. But like you know, this this is something that if Tuchel was doing, you know, we'd be back. You know what I mean? We'd be yeah, killing him. But yeah, yeah, that's that's that really. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, I definitely think there were some positives in the cameos, you know. And going forward, I think it's, I think it's definitely, I think the the biggest positive for me is the fact that Chukwemeke came on so early, because I think under another manager, you know, I think that kind of sub is left at the last like five or ten minutes for him to get like a run out, but. For him to get half an hour in the game, to you know, put his foot foot in the game, you know, get up to speed. I think that was really important because I think it's hard to obviously come off the bench and make a massive impact. So I think that was definitely a positive. Um, I also think Pulisic was also. I think it was a positive as well. He's dribbling. I think there's definitely you know some space there for him to maybe make a, a claim. But long term, do I think he's gonna like be the like the long term solution? No, but for the now. I don't see any harm in playing him potentially. But I, I don't know. I guess it's, it's interesting for me because on one hand, I know a lot of people want him to, you know, be brought in, whereas on the other hand, they also aren't a big fan of rotation. So it's a bit weird, you know, in, in that regard with some fans about that, you know, do, do you want one thing or do you want another thing or do you want it when it, you know, benefits you? So I think that would be interesting with Pulisic, but I do think with a manager like Potter, I think he definitely will get a chance. And if it's Saturday, I think it'll be a, a good test, you know, because... Obviously, I was just, yeah, sorry. I was just thinking about it. I don't think he will. I think we'll start Sterling on Saturday. It will be Sterling, Mount, and Oba. I imagine. I think, I, yeah, I think that makes sense, to be fair. And then Pulisic in the midweek game. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I definitely, definitely agree. Um, but also on the rotation part, I want to get you guys' thoughts, you know, on, on Oba and Broha. So, obviously, you know, we've seen Broha got the start today. Um, Graham Potter spoke about the fact that Brentford, although they play through the back, you know, the, 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 the defence is, is um, athletic and he believed that there was space for Broha to get in behind, which he was able to do. Do you guys think um, that Aubameyang could have started this t- yesterday's game? Or do you think um, Graham Potter was right to make that make that change? Uh, I think hindsight is a wonderful thing, basically. And obviously the way the game went, you could say, oh, like if Alba was in certain positions, then yeah, he would have scored. I think there was one instance um, where it was flashed across the box. Not Broha done one himself that Havertz should have got. And then there was another one, I think, where Broha like skimmed his head. I, can't, I don't know who flashed it across, but like you could say like maybe in like them kind of situations, Oba would score. But like kind of I get the logic behind what Potter was saying. It's not one of those things where he said it and I'm like, what? It it does make sense. They have like Ben Mee at the back who's old. Who are their other centre-backs? Zanka. I mean, yeah, okay. And Pinnock. Uh, so I think de- de- definitely was space to get in behind. Um, we maybe didn't use it as well. Um, but I think it's difficult for Bro because he's hardly played. And he ha- hasn't really played much with these players that obviously played. Um, training's one thing, but doing it in a real game is different. So 
I mean, maybe if Broherd started kind of two, three games before or got more minutes than he has this season, then he would have looked better yesterday in terms of um, he would have looked more dangerous, maybe made the right choice. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think if Oba can start, I would just start him. I do think we probably look better with him just because he's dangerous and he occupies a defender because you can't, I mean, you can't give him an inch. Like He hasn't really got the pace and power of a Broher, but... Defenders are probably a bit more happy to give Broher an inch. And obviously against Wolves, they gave him an inch and he he punished them. But I think kind of in general, they're probably a lot happier to give Broher kind of that inch and then expect him to maybe not punish him as much. But where if you give Alba kind of an inch of space anywhere around the area, he's very likely to punish you. And I think playing with Oba, is it Alba or Oba? I, I don't know. Keep changing I, 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 I yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Oba, Oba. Okay, Oba. Um, yeah, I think... Oh, I lost a fucking point now. I think... Um, yeah, I just think him... Sorry, him occupying a defender and making it like, we cannot leave this guy. It makes it easier for the men behind him, the mounts, the Kais, um, to play because mm. there's always that one less defender to think about. I don't know if Broher has that kind of fear factor yet. So, um, like, mentally for the opposition defenders, I definitely think they'd prefer... Even though Broho's probably a pain to play against, I still think they'd prefer to play against him than Oba. Yeah, you, you yeah. make some good points there, can't lie. Um, I definitely agree with... Because because Aubameyang is um, is a very instinctive kind of uh, finisher and he's, like, he's quite lethal. I think his goal against... Um, his goal against uh, Palace was a perfect example where he just turned and hit it, like, no second thoughts, just... You know, um, I think that I think that shows true in terms of if you give him that opening, he will he will take it. And you should. And I, I remember quite a lot of his goals against Arsenal were like that, whereby he only needed a little bit of an opening before he shot. So that is really dangerous. Um, but to answer the question, I think it was right to start Broja, uh simply because number one, Broja has been putting in some good cameos off the bench, so deserved to start. Deserved to start at some point. And um, also, um, I think Brentford are very physical. And um, Broya's physicality literally matched them. In fact, he even beat them, really. Um, so I think Ibamiang might have struggled with the physicality in the game against, in yesterday's game, potentially. Um, but he also, you never know, could have ran it behind um, and punished a little bit more in certain opportunities. So yeah, like you said, hindsight is, is a weird thing. But I think purely from a physical aspect and like on merit, I think it was the right decision to start Broya. And speaking of the right decisions to start players and deserving of starts, you know, I think the time has come to speak about the curious case of um, Kai Havertz. You know, he had that performance yesterday whereby, for me personally, I don't think there's any other word to describe it than, than shocking. I think that's even, I think that's even nice because what 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 he put out yesterday was nothing short of disgraceful. I don't, I don't think I've seen a performance whereby players that, you know unfulfilling you know on un- he just doesn't fill you with any confidence you know in terms of just being able to retain possession you know being able to offer any danger offer any danger going forward and i don't know what what, we've, what we're going to do with this guy going forward because these performances seem to be a bit of a pattern throughout the season and in the long term so i just want to get you guys thoughts on, on, on that and where the future may lie for him I think I think my biggest frustration, or the thing that I've the reason why I've run out of patience now, I think, because I think before um, under Tuchel, when when Kai kind of didn't have a good game, he'd be pretty anonymous. Um, but now he's actively like playing at the detriment of the team. 
So, like, I remember I mentioned it earlier in the season in the group chat. So, I, I mentioned it, um, the Southampton game and the Leeds game. Um, and slightly the Tottenham game, but I thought he was all right against Tottenham. Um, but especially the Leeds and Southampton game, I mentioned it in the group chat that this guy, he he loses possession too easily and he's turning over the ball way too much. Um, and me and Meads kind of went back and forth. Um, and I think Meads kind of brought the stats, which kind of showed what I was saying was correct against, I think it was against Southampton or one of them. But yeah, I noticed it early in the season that, yeah, the way this guy's playing, like now he's actually playing at the detriment of the team because he's constantly turning over possession. You give it into him, it's not secure. Um, he gets... He loses, he loses all of his duels because he's not strong enough. To be fair, I don't even think it's that he's not strong enough. He's just too casual. Do you know what I mean? So he's not trying to like actually fight, um, put up a, like a like a like a fight against the defender to kind of barge him off as well. So he loses all of his duels, and when he gets the ball in and around the box, he takes so long to make a decision that by the time he's made up his mind to do something, the ball's gone. The defender's taken it off of him, um, and it's like. How have you not adjusted? It's been we're two years in now, and you're still kind of playing at that slow pace that you kind of play in that you play that in Germany. Do you know what I mean? Where you know it's a little bit slower or whatever. But like, how is it that two years in you don't know that you know in here it's a lot quicker, um, which is worrying for me. And I think that that kind of then makes me think about the mentality and the attitude kind of thing, and um, kind of like the effort. It always looks like there's a lack of effort kind of when you watch him. He's just kind of like strutting about. There's no intensity. In this game, I think the intensity thing is a big, big thing for me because if you if you can't play with any sort of intensity, you've got no chance. You've got no chance. Do you know what I mean? Um, and the thing is, yeah, he's not really he's not slow. So, like from that perspective, you can actually do okay. Um, and like I said, um, but, but apart from that, in terms of like so athleticism, he's, he's okay, but it's like actually applying it. So, like actually trying to win your draws and stuff, he doesn't do it. Um, so yeah, it's just pretty perfect to be honest. Um, and it's got to a point where by, um, I think you guys remember literally um, when the lineup dropped, I said in the group chat, um, what, what, what's he done? What is he doing nowadays to justify his, his um, selection? Remember, you guys remember I said that, right? Yep. So yep. I said that before the game, right? And the reason why I say that is because when you actually look at it, um, he like he doesn't create chances. Um, he doesn't really cause much problems for the opposition. Um, he doesn't really score. He doesn't score goals, uh, or that many goals. Um, and yeah, like he, like when he's in the game, he doesn't look a threat. So it's like, what, 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 what's his actual role in the team? And if I can't figure out what your role is in the team, then ultimately you shouldn't be playing really, because it just means that you're a passenger. So, yeah, he. Yeah. I, he I, think, it down. I think that word there he is a the perfect way to d- d- describe what he's been, you know, for, for, yeah. for quite a while. A passenger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like literally, we. We carried. We probably carried three passengers yesterday. Um, I say probably Mount, but I'm not gonna. But he's been putting in performances recently, so that's. I, I probably put that more down to the amount of games he's playing. Mount Havertz, um, and I think if Gallagher stayed on, he probably would have been a, one as well. And it's like, yeah, like, do you know what I mean? It's 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 really really bad. So and and the energy that these fans have for Mount. If Mount was playing like this, do you know what I mean? But because these guys, because Havertz is like their fave, this is like. It's not consistent, and I just don't f with that MG. So yeah, long and short is he needs to sit down for a very for like a considerable run of games, um, and just stay out of the team because he's not adding anything, um, and he's actively playing against us nowadays. So yeah, I need him out, and then we need to sell in in the summer as well. Oof, 
I've seen. We, if, let's call this way the bed. Yeah, we've seen enough to know that it's, it's not going to turn around. It's not going to turn around because if, if 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 after two years you can't, you still haven't decided to be intense. You still haven't decided to um, play a little bit quicker in terms of your decision making, and you know, um, adjust to like the pace of how we play in England. Then it's really curtains for you. It's not going to change. This is kind of you. I don't know if I've said anything <laughs> mad there, but. No, I think I definitely yeah. agree, man. I definitely agree. I, I don't think he's really shown anything to deserve to be a starter. I don't think he's shown anything to be to deserve some sort of allowance that some fans seem to seem to give him. You know, this favoritism. I don't know. It's, it's a bit weird because what 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 you do see with Kai, you know, you you see the highs, you know, the little performance, which we end up clutching to for like a calendar year, and hoping for him to you know reproduce it, but. I don't think you can really clutch onto one performance for, for a year for, for a professional player, especially when yeah. there's so many different talented players that you can go out there and you know, that can add quality to our attack. Because you can just imagine just what, just how how much better our attack would look. You know, if you look like a, one of our rivals, if you look at um, like a Havertz, and you, if you like, they say you take a Bukayo Saka instead, you take a Kulusevski, you take a Diaz. You know, you can just imagine the difference. You know, in what our attack would be able to do. Versus when you've got him in it, and I don't know. I just think it's nothing. I don't think he's been nothing short of pathetic. Like he doesn't look like he cares. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's, that literally. That's the that's the biggest yeah, problem for sure. Yeah. That's, that's because, the biggest point for me. Because yeah. under every manager, he's had ample opportunities to play ample. many positions. Good playing centre mid, be able to play number ten out wide up top, and he's not really shown much consistently in any of these positions. I know a lot of people say, "Oh, but he needs." more of a consistent run of games. But if you look at him versus any other attacker, he's probably had as many, he's probably had as many runs as anybody else other than Mount, if that makes yeah. sense. So it's, it's, he's, had, it's, he's had as much of a run as anybody. And yeah. has he shown enough to really say that, you know, this guy should be staying here, you know, after costing so much? You know, you, you look at people, you know, who, who hounded out, you know, the likes of Werner, Lukaku, you know, including me. And then the allowances that you make for for Havers, I don't know. It's, it's just poor. Um, like literally, just the football basics, like the football basics. That's just a touch, touch and receive. You know, make mm-hmm. a pass one touch. He can't do it. You know, and he, I think he, yeah, he had this amazing touch. You know, coming coming in, bro. Like his touch is it's consistent. It's, it's so inconsistent. Mm. I, I I don't I don't get it. Like I don't think there's any part of his game. The most consistent part of his game is his inconsistency. I think that, that's that's I, the best way to sum it up. I think, I think, to be honest, the favoritism thing is is probably what gets me as well about the, the Chelsea fan base. Chelsea fan base, because listen, like they were, when Mount is not playing well, I, this is why I defend Mount so much. Long of the short, long of the short, because when he ain't playing well, fans are like they're willing to run him out of his own ends. Like if they could find his address, they would literally turn up at his house. And run him out. Do you know what I mean? Like it's he gets absolutely sorted. But like with Havertz, it's like he's Havertz is allowed to consistently do nothing and make no impact, and um, it's fine. And I'm just like, huh? Like we were very ruthless with Timo. We were very ruthless with Lukaku um, and other past strikers. Morata are the same thing. It's like, fam, we have to carry this energy consistently. Like if 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 you're call this way, if you're not if you're not performing, I I was a fan of Kai before he came. Do you know what I mean? I, I backed him. But I think we all it, were. Yeah, we all were. Do you know what I mean? But it gets to a point where you just have to like be honest and actually be objective. And being objective, he isn't doing anything on the pitch. And that's just... Yeah. That's Yesterday just was the kind of performance we would absolutely slam Werner for. 
like absolutely slam him and he was doing the exact same stuff like at least Werner was intense I never ever thought I'd say say see a day where I would genuinely rather have Werner in my team than Kai Havertz like that's that's literally the state of affairs at the minute and I think you both touched on it the worst thing for me is he has no bite no drive I don't want to talk on his attitude. I don't know him as a person. I can talk about his demeanour on the pitch, though. And he plays like he's that guy, and he's not that guy. I, you're, not, you're not that guy, buddy. You're, you're not yeah, that guy. he's literally not that guy. <laughs> and, 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 and that's exactly what I think. That's exactly what frustrates a lot, a lot of fans because when you, when you watch him play, you know, you, you see you see positives that make you be okay. You know what? You could push on from here. And I, there's been so many games where I've watched him and said, okay, you could push on from here, and. He just doesn't do anything. Mm. It's, it's like it's like sorry. he's he's like he's so content mm. where he is. Yeah. And, and sorry, like, I just want to sorry, I just want to emphasize that point really quickly. Sorry, sorry. Um, because objectively speaking, yeah, like you said, there's been games over the two years where it's like, yeah, like you can see there's something there. Um, like numerous games like against like Liverpool, Champions League, um, knockouts like against um, Real Madrid and Man City. Just there's, there's a few games here and there, like few and far between, where it's like, yeah, yeah this guy's quality, but like, yeah, like you said, doesn't he just never kicks on? And it's like, like if you're yeah, if you're never kicking like... on, yeah, sorry, if you're never kicking on, then like at some point you just have to give up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like what United fans go through, Marshall. Yeah, yeah. and I just want to say something. All those games you mentioned there, they're all big games. It's not hard to get yourself up for a big game. Do you know what I mean? I think it's the games in between where you're like. Just like, what are you what are you doing? I don't. He doesn't score really. He doesn't assist. So what what are you what are you on the pitch for? I've never understood it. Um, well, I have like I think the first year you obviously give him kind of you give him that first year and you're like right that that year's done now, and then it's time to see what you're all about. And I still couldn't tell you what he's all about. And I think it's more annoying because like sorry to mention Werner again, but at least I just knew Werner was shit. Like, his technique is awful. He's just an idiot. Sorry, Werner, but yeah, you're an idiot. And Kai, he's not shit. Like, he's got technique. He's pretty strong. He's pretty quick. So so what? Like, what? why are you playing so bad? I've never... I, he, like you said at the start, it's literally a curious case. It doesn't make sense. It has to be a mental thing. Because it. you cannot be that good in certain games and then just go every player has ups and downs don't get me wrong but he has like one good game and then it's 10 just nothing performances and i don't understand because mm. you have all the technique i think dan mentioned in the chat today like maybe um he does need to go to somewhere like a spain or um italy where the game's slower he can kind of do what he wants maybe he's out of the limelight a little bit more um and I, I don't know, it's just, he's got, what, two years left? I, we could give him another year, but I think... No, that, that, said, that, that, that like, was a mistake. You, but you both said it kind of has got to that point that is it going to turn around? Probably not. I think I think if our squad wasn't so bloated, maybe I'd be um, mm. more open. But because our squad is so bloated, I have zero patience. Zero. I agree. Especially like, when I see I have, how many good kind of have, wide attackers, number 10s. Listen, kind of I out can't emphasise how impatient I am with this, with, this with, with these attackers because we have so many yeah. and how are none of you... Okay, that's not none of them. I think Aubameyang and Sterling have been good this season. But like, you know, like what we've been through like throughout the recent years is like how consistently you guys just, you guys just fell. And 
again, like I said, it goes back to kind of what we've been saying a little bit in the group chat, like, you know, our approach in the in the transfer market, you know, maybe, who knows, under Bowley, we might take a more kind of considered approach and kind of, you know, buy our time a little bit. You know, he's got a new recruitment team in, uh, there's a move towards data, I think, analysis. And it seems to be going in the right direction from that point in terms of the team that Potter's brought in and the, the board level stuff. But obviously before then, the previous regime under Abramovich, it was very like, you know, as Daniel says, like, just scattergun, you know what I mean? Like, let's just splash all the money, get whoever's popping, and whoever's popping doesn't doesn't work. You know what I mean? It's not worked for years um, at Chelsea. So, yeah, like, I'm just looking forward to kind of just the day where the squad is con- is, is condensed. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's there's been, the numbers have been cut, and there's a clear, like, there's this clear trust in a few guys to do the job um yeah literally that that's that's just it really and like you said like hate to enter some of the rivals but when you look at when you watch some of the rivals and what they've got cooking in attack in terms of individually you're like well this is perfect <laughs> what we have to watch is perfect um so yeah um i think if 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 if, if the if those that speculation about Bayern Munich kind of wanting him if that's true I think we'd be dumb not to not to sell. Right. To be honest, I think, I, think they don't that, I, I, I don't even see them wanting him, man. Yeah, what, was it speculation got, or was it just something, bro? Yeah, I was, I like, you, I, you made, you I, made I up in a chat. It was speculation when when we first signed him. I mean, I think it's been a thing of like you know when fans, you know, fans say no. Nah, they actually they they actually wanted him. The random, him. yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. That they wanted him when, when when we signed him, but I'm not sure they. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're gonna want him now. You know, when you look at the players they've got, you know, in the Musialas. You know the, the Mateus tells that they've brought in. You know they've really got plenty of quality attackers. So I'm not sure where he, where he'd, he'd be looking to go, but he's definitely going to get need I, to get his ideas in check. As 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 bad as he's been, I don't think he'll be short of options. Personally, he's probably not. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I yeah pro- probably not. I but there's a lot of teams in Germany: Freiburg, yeah. Hoffenheim. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it was quite easy to get rid of Werner. Yeah, he mm. went back to his old club. To be fair, yeah. And I don't know if Labour could be able to afford him you know, to, to, to return. So I don't think we sell be... him this summer. I think I don't think a club will offer what we want, and I think we'll uh, maybe it's going to be different with Bowley, but yeah, I, I I think he's I think we've got another mm. another two, year two, of Havertz. Two years on his two years in his contract is is quite a hefty price. Um, yeah, I think we've got another year. Of him. I, I think I yeah. think I think if you want to get rid of him, I think you've got to get rid of him this summer. Personally. Do you know what? Do you know what? If 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 I can tolerate another year of him, if the squad isn't, I don't, I don't think I can, man. Not 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 playing like this, man. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. Hear me, hear, hear what I'm saying. Only if the squad is not so bloated, you know. I, mean, I don't know if that makes sense, but like, it just feels like he's the one bloating it. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> we genuinely, <laughs> we're not, we're not contributing. You're just bloating the squad at the end of the day, really. So yeah. I can't even argue with that, to be honest. Yeah, no, I, I want him gone. Um, yeah, even his God. biggest fans are starting to like kind of side eye him. I, mean, I think you've still got the kind of last last soldiers on the front line trying to trying to defend him, and like you've said, kind of bringing it up with like obviously Mount and other players in the attack. But I think when you're doing that, that kind of proves it's, it's you you ain't got a leg to stand on really. If your kind of defense of a player is oh, but the attack of another. Look, yeah, look at this player; he got this many games, or he's gone through bad patches. Um, 
like I think that's when you're you're not talking about him, you're not talking about you're his game. Yeah. yeah, you're just you're kind of deflecting onto others, and I think that's yeah. I think also now it's it's down to Potter. Do you know what I mean? Like, like this is your chance to decide who who you're feeling, who you're not feeling. Do you know what I mean? Um, and like at the end of the day, worldly fans you can't influence the team and stuff. So it's like if if you're consistently seeing that a player isn't given some given isn't adding to the team then why are you playing them do you know what i mean and i think that would be the question kind of going like that would be the question long term if he continues to play him. um yeah because like like they say like if there's something wrong in the team you're either coaching it or allowing it do you know what i mean so yeah, yeah you, i think, you, I think you, this will definitely be a big test of potter you know <clears> in terms of like how, how he deals with it because I don't think there's really been many positives, you know, with Kai, you know. And when I look at the other attackers, I think we've seen some from each and every other one of them, you know. We've seen something from Mount, we've seen something from Broha, you know, even Pulisic, you know, and Sterling, Obama. We've, we've seen something positive from all of those guys. So I think Kai's had plenty of opportunities. And I think at this point now, it's, it's time for somebody else to get to get a run in the attack, you know, to, to really um, put an impact on the team. So... On on to, to some of that point. So are we saying this time at Chelsea's over? Because personally, I I think, I I think I think it's hit that point where it's because I feel like you know what players' time is over when when it looks like they're not trying to put in any any effort and he hasn't done that for us in quite a long time. So I don't really see where it, it's going to go any better from here. Yeah, I mean, if you ask me, would I care if we sold him? I know. But if you ask me what I think is going to happen, like I mentioned, I do think we're going to get another year of him. I just don't see him. But I also didn't think Lukaku was going to go. And yeah, so maybe maybe we do sell him. But I just think there's that other year, two years left. He's he, he's expensive. He's on a lot of money. The teams that maybe would have wanted him in the past have must have been watching just like us and went, yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe we can hope Barcelona do some nonsense because they're known to do nonsense. So maybe, maybe that maybe that's our only hope. Wait, let's, we're gonna have to wait and see. I guess it's gonna be a hope that he has a good World Cup to you know drum up some sort of interest because at this current moment in time, that, that's that's not, not looking good, bro. He he had a good Euros in the um was it last time one? Yeah, last time I thought he had a good Euros, and I think if Germany stayed in the tournament, he would have been like young player, one of the best young players in the tournament. But the international still, ball probably suits him more. But still, he couldn't kick on. Exactly, that's, that's another that's another example yeah. of him not being able to kick on. And yeah, after the Euros, I, I was feeling pretty optimistic about him in terms of yeah, same, the same. Because I same. thought he was good in the Euros. Yeah, but. same. Like literally, we, this is a podcast. Listen back to the podcast. A lot of us were all happy to give him the keys to be to play in attack. You know, a lot of people were like, you know, play him in his best position, play him here, play him there. So there obviously was a lot of like leeway and allowance for him to come back in and, you know, be be a mainframe in the team. But he just hasn't kicked on. And at this point, I just don't see the point in, you know, putting any more trust in him because there's, we've got plenty of other talents, you know, at this point, you know. You've got the likes of Amari Hutchinson. I look at him and what he what he offers, even in the youth team, you know, technical security. I don't think Kai's doing what he's... I don't think Kai's even doing what he's doing there. So you look at Chukamaki came off the bench, you know, he offered a, a lot more positive drive. You look at Pulisic who came off the bench. I'm not even I'm even him. I'm not his biggest fan. You look at all these guys and they're actually offering something. So at this point, if he's not going to want to, you know, put in the effort and perform, I think I think his time is up. And good luck to him. Good luck to him. So um, moving on from there, obviously, you know, we've got a long running, you know, going now into the World Cup. 
We've got United coming up, you know, on Saturday. We've got Salzburg, you know, on Tuesday. Brighton on, Brighton on the Saturday again. You know, there's a game every three days, you know, over this current period. So what do you guys expect, you know, c- coming out of this, you know, going into the World Cup? Are you guys confident going, going into the United game or are you a bit worried about what we could potentially be doing? I'm going to start with you, Sam, on that one. Um, I'm only worried about the United game because of it's United and we cannot play against United in the last five or six years, whatever it is. I'm not worried that much about United, but I'm worried about United, if that makes any sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like they're not that good. I know they play well It, it doesn't, Tottenham. but I think I get what you mean. <laughs> they didn't play that well against Tottenham. I mean, sorry, they did play well against Tottenham. Tottenham made it very easy for them. Tottenham are bums. Um, I think if you look at our team and you look at United's team, I ain't taking any of their players in our kind of starting 11. Maybe a fit Martial would sneak in. But other than that, nah. So we've definitely got the players to beat them. We should technically beat them. But it's United. What, any of the players? Not in my starting eleven, I don't think. No, I'd t- take a few of them, man. Who? I'd definitely take Casemiro. I'd take mm. Lissandra for sure. Lissandra over who? Over who? Kul- probably Koulibaly. I'd take him over him because mm, I, yeah. I, I think Kul- look, looking, looking at looking at. Looking at Lissandra's performances, I've, I've been really impressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe. Lissandra, has been quality. He's been quality. Yeah, still. yeah, yeah. I've been yeah. really impressed. Okay, may, maybe uh, Casemiro. Martino. I think. I think. I'll take, take Rashford. No, no. Yeah, I think I, Rashford's another one. That I, Rashford I and Martial are the danger. Rashford for who? Boy, uh, we're desperate. We're desperate. Rashford is better than Pulisic, Havertz, and Ziyech. None of them should start. But none of them really start, do they? So I guess you're right there. So Mount Sterling or Oba. Uh, I think Sterling's better than Rashford's. Think? Uh, I think Aubameyang. No, not think. I know yeah. Sterling's better than Rashford. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Aubameyang's better than Rashford. Mount and Rashford. Mm. Mount is better than Rashford. Yeah, yeah. Mount's performed better than Rashford recently. But they, they, but Rashford gives you something else, isn't it? So it's not... I, yeah, I'll take... Uh, yeah, there's not, there's not that many of them still. There's not that many I'll take still. Yeah, so basically, maybe one or two, but I think we should be... Um, I think we're much better than them in terms of the, the way the players we have but it is United we have shown over the last years we cannot play well against United we refuse uh, it's not even we can't play well we actually do play well I remember a game under Lampard we played well a couple games under Tuchel we played well but we just cannot beat them records are made to be broken so maybe this is the week um, they've just had a tough game against Tottenham we rotated quite a lot against Brentford so maybe that will work in our favour but it is United. We can't beat them, man. We literally just we can't. I think, I, I I think yeah. I think they're definitely our bogey team. Um, I actually disagree. I think the both times we've been on a Lampard, we were bad. Apart from the FA Cup, but in the league, when we played them in Lampard, we, we were bad. Uh, and then the, the oh yeah, we played them in Lampard again. Um, the two goal season, which was a bored no no draw. Both of them were no no actually horrible. in the two goal season, but and both games were horrible for me. So, but I think where we can beat them is that um, if we're just very um, energetic in our like press, um, because obviously a lot of United players on the ball um, kind of struggle to deal with that intensity of the opposition. Um, So that's why I didn't watch the Spurs game, but from everything I'm hearing, um, I heard that Spurs were just anti-football and that's the completely the wrong way to play against United because 
um, if you actually apply pressure to them, um, they, they will make mistakes and they'll crack. Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, the likes of Fred, McTominay, if they play. Um, yeah, some some certain guys in their defence, like if you kind of like press them high and um, play with a lot of energy, you can you can force them into errors and you can win the ball back in good in good positions to, to, to hurt them. So if we play like that, which is kind of how Potter ideally plays, I think Potter's beaten United a few times, so he, he I'm sure he'll know. He beat him um, just this year. Yeah, he beat, yeah, he beat him 4-0 this year, isn't it? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, he beat him 4-0 last year and then he beat them this year, isn't it, in the Old Trafford? Yep. So yeah, if you can, if you if you play like that, I think yeah, you can you can get at them. You can score a few goals against them. Um, I'm a little bit worried about the right hand, our right hand side. But then I remember, does Rashford Rashford plays up front now, isn't it? Because I've just seen because United have just yeah. announced that um, that Cristiano Ronaldo is not going to be in the squad. So I'm assuming that Rashford will play up top then. So that means I'm not really Jaden Sancho is not really he's not intense. Like that, but I was gonna say that um, Rashford's speed and his like one on one against like an Aspie would be kind of worrying. But if it's Sancho, but, yeah, I, mean, I think the, the, the main worry with, with Rashford is his ability to like float across the attack. So he's gonna probably take a turn at each of the centre backs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the transition threat is definitely a worry. Yeah, but if we if we if we go with a back three, I'm pretty I'm pretty um, confident in all in each of our centre backs handling him. I don't I don't feel like if we play a back three, I don't feel like he'll get into many. One v one v one isolated opportunities. Whereas if we play a four, I feel like there is definitely on the counter attack, you can definitely get in some opportunities where it's one v one, which would be dangerous. Um, so it all depends on how we kind of approach the game. Um, yeah, I think that's the most important thing is how we yeah. deal with transitions because I do think we'll dominate the midfield battle. I think we'll try to press their defenders as high as we can. Um, and I just I do think the transition threat is our biggest worry because like I said against Brentford we opened ourselves up to transition multiple times and a better team like United with better players could punish us um so yeah I'm not I'm not that confident going into it I I think I think it could easily be I I think a one or draw yeah I think think it'll be a a draw um I think it'll be a draw but there's definitely yeah, that, that, that's my worry. My yeah. worry is a draw because I definitely think, looking at our last two pitches, I think there's definitely been space for us to make ground on, you know, our top four rivals in Tottenham. You know, and I think getting a win against you know, I think that would be the perfect platform that we need to really like try and make a gap between us and us and the rest. If you get what I mean, so I don't think I don't I, I definitely can see a draw, which would annoy me, but I would hope that we could try and get a win, you know, to break this that we seem to have created you know, um, um, against Man United. But looking a bit further on, you know, past those fixtures and um, just in, going into the World Cup, um, I know, Shemi, you, I listened to the main pod, you, you said you're expecting top four, you know, from Potter this season. So looking at our league games, you know, we've got um, United at home, Brighton away, um, Arsenal at home, Newcastle away, going, going into the World Cup. So those are our next um, four league games. So, what are you expecting from those games and where do you see us potentially be being uh, going into the World Cup in the table? I'm going to start with each other. Um, those are some tough games. I didn't actually know that was the running. But um, um, the, I think I think going into the World Cup will, will, will be kind of where we are now, like in and around, in the top four kind of, you know, um, but it will be, it'll be close because I do think, um, you mentioned our fixtures, but I do feel like our rivals will also kind of lose well. Like Spurs, I think Spurs will kind of drop points. 
Um, I also think Liverpool will still drop points. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I think I think we'll be we'll still be in and around the top four by the time the World Cup comes. I think I definitely expect us to to lose at least one of those games. Um, yeah, simply because there's some good teams there. Um, but I don't think we'll be in a I don't think we'll be in a worrying position going into World Cup. Um, that's just my kind of prediction. Baron, yeah. what about you, Sam? Yeah, wait, so what do you say? United, Brighton, Arsenal, Newcastle. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think I think it's all I think a lot is gonna kinda hinder on not hinder. Um I think a lot is gonna kind of be on tomorrow's result. Sorry, Saturday's result. Well, tomorrow when this pod releases, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, I think a lot will kind of hinge on that performance because if United do beat us, then they go above us, I believe, which I don't think will be good for morale. And I think we've seen with this team in the past that they can kind of get in their own heads. I don't know if that is a too cool thing, um, kind of the way he acted, but I don't think it will be good for us to kind of go behind and go into fifth spot yet. But I think Shemi's right. I do think Spurs and Liverpool are going to drop points. Um, Liverpool, um, I saw kind of extended highlights of their West Ham game and West Ham missed a lot of chances. Um, Mr. Penn, um, same with the Arsenal performance against Leeds. They got very lucky to get out of that one with a win. So I don't think we're going to be far off. I just think the top kind of six teams is going to be kind of at least like five points between first and sixth going into the World Cup. I can see it all being pretty close, ready to kind of go after the World Cup, but it is some tough games. I think we'll probably lose one of them. We haven't lost yet under Potter. Uh, it's, it's definitely, I mean, it's going to come. He's not going to win or draw every single game. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see the Arsenal game. Is it at the bridge or is it at Emirates? That's Stamford Bridge, but our record at Stamford Bridge against Arsenal in recent years is... Yeah. I've got a feeling I don't know why. I yeah. Really know yeah, I think the, I think the, um, the angle... That, not, not the angle, but the, the degree in which we're going into the game, you know, compared to previous seasons whereby mm. we, were the, we were the flying team and they were the team, you know, mm. in a bit of, like, a limbo, whereas now they're the favourites, so... I've kind of just been eyeing up that fixture for, like, the last... For a while now, I just thought, I don't know. Something, I've got a feeling that I just got a feeling we'll win. I don't know. I don't know where. Yeah, I think interesting the Newcastle uh, game will be very tough as well. They've shown that they're good. Against is that St. James's? Yes, it is. It's the, oh, God. the last game. That boogie crowd. To be fair, we won the last two seasons, but before that, oh, we didn't win there for years. Yeah, and even the win, if you look at the last seasons, I like, hate going tough, there. Oh, my it's God. Not, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm the league is so hard, man. Every game yeah, is tough. Very, very competitive, man. Yeah, Newcastle uh, always L. That's yeah. L. I'm putting that L. got something for us. Hundred percent. That's, that's my boy, man. I, I, I think I we draw game. United, beat Brighton, beat Arsenal, lose to Newcastle. That's that's pretty realistic. I reckon I, that's I what we might do. I, I can see that happening still. If we dunk on Arsenal, I will be enjoying myself. <laughs> I promise you. I could. You know what? I I I just feel I have a feeling that. Us winning one of those games against either United or Arsenal, I think it puts us in a good place to kick on, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, I think the the positivity and the confidence that I come for that kind of game, I'd be a lot more confident going into the games against Brighton and Newcastle. If that, I don't know if that makes sense, but if we win the United game, I'd be a lot more confident going, to, going against Brighton. If we win the Arsenal game, I'd be a lot more confident going into Newcastle. But mm. I think that's mainly a confidence thing. But 
in the long term, I would hope that we do build a squad whereby I'm just confident naturally, if that makes sense, because I do think that where where we are currently with our squad, it's not been the easiest to be confident, you know, going into all the games. And on that point, um, obviously, January transfer window, I know it's a bit, it seems a bit early, early to talk about it, but between now and, and then, I believe there's only um, five games, five or six games. So looking at how we started the season, you know, the first 10 games, do you guys see any potential um, areas to address that could be done in the January transfer in the post the World Cup? And where would that be in particular? I'm going to start with you, Shems. Not really. I don't think there's anybody that's really crying out for reinforcements. We just need to sell. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. And you, Sam? Uh, I think midfield because Kante is never playing football again by the sounds of it. Um, <laughs> and Cover has shown us that an injury is just around the corner and then we pretty much have to rely on either seeing Gallagher ruin the art of football in the six or watch RLC, who's actually been all right, but I think he has clear limitations when he's playing in that midfield role. Um, and I'm not sure if he's just going to miraculously improve them. So I think I mentioned it in the chat today. I think the most important thing for me with a coach like Potter, and it's very similar to, I think what city do is buying players that are good in multiple positions so they can be fluid in our, in our um, fluid in our formations and Potter can kind of play around with them because he's definitely an overthinker Potter. Uh, that can be a good and a bad thing. He changes the formations a lot. He changes the roles. So the formation might even look the same on paper, but the role of a player in the position week to week can be completely different. So I think getting players that can play in multiple positions, that are good in multiple positions, will be will be a strength in the long run. And I've obviously, I mentioned in the chat today, but someone like Eze, who I think would be perfect for us because I think he can fill in the midfield he can play on the wing and it's not, it's unrealistic that's not going to happen I don't think so but he's kind of an example of a player I would like to get in in the future and I'm really impressed every time I see him I love the influence he has on a pitch I'm a big big fan of kind of influence and what a player is doing even if it's not all all brilliant or if, even if it's not all coming out with kind of goals or assists or whatever it's why i've always been a big fan of mount i think the influence a player can have on the pitch will determine to me if i kind of like them as a player or not so yeah i that's kind of my main i don't have loads of names obviously mentioned as there but just getting players that can play in multiple positions um could kind of go with potter i think it suits potter and i think it will suit us in the in the long run and um, i think it was Leroy maybe who mentioned it on the pod and said obviously like someone like Gundogan um, if Rodri's out he can fill in in that six um, he obviously normally plays eight but that kind of player that can fill in in two separate roles and kind of not lose a beat yeah I think you I think you've pretty much rounded that off pretty well because if you look at how City play you know how City squad is built sorry it's not the biggest squad, but what makes it big is the fact that players can play in multiple different roles. Like an Akanji can play centre-back or right-back. You know, Ake can play centre-back or left-back. You know, Gundahan can play centre-middle in, in the six. You know, Bernardo Sui can play out wide in the, in the middle. You know, KDB can play in the middle out wide. Foden the same. 
you know, I think having those kind of players who are top quality and they can fulfill different positions, I think it definitely helps, you know, in terms of squad building. So I think that's definitely something that we're interested to follow going forward. So to put to wrap up the pod, the pod, we've got a couple of listeners' questions. Um, first from Bill, um, which I think we pretty much answered, and um, whether we should sell or keep Kai. Um, I think the resounding answer seems to be that we should sell him. Um, the next question from Prash. Have we seen our attack really improve? And do you think Potter should stop rotating wholesale to bring consistency? So we spoke about the rotation part and just how a lot of that is just due to the fact that we've got a massive con- fixture and congestion. And not just that, but Potter's a new manager at a new team. So he's going to need to rotate and see, you know, the positives from different players and what they can offer him on, on a football pitch. You know, and obviously we're only what six six weeks into his um, during, into his tenure, so it's a bit early to make the kind of sweeping suggestions. But on the attack um, part, do you think we've improved in attack, or do you think it's been overstated by some fans? Uh, shout out Draco Prash with his agenda against Potter. Um, so yeah, I think for me, I can see clear improvements in the attack. Um. I don't know if you lot can see it, but or if others have seen it. I think using last night's game as kind of just a stick to beat Potter with and say there hasn't been improvements because maybe last night it wasn't as as good. I think it's kind of harsh. I think you have to judge. Yeah. And, and, and even then, you know, even though we didn't score, like I think one of the one of the biggest things for me was just the actual willingness to play the ball in, in behind. You know, as a number nine, I agree because it, suit, it suits the kind of play, players that we had, you know, in the Bruja. So. Even though all the passes weren't coming off, just the willingness to play the passes in, in behind. Like if you look at the the pass that led to that um that Broha chance where he he dragged it well wide, it wasn't a perfect pass. But what it did is it made the defender have to think, and we were able to fashion a chance from that. You know, you do that a couple more times throughout the season, then that's an, that's another that's another couple of goals for the team. So I definitely yeah. think there's there's been clear improvements. You know, in terms of our willingness to press the ball forward, you know taking a lot less touches in the middle of the park. I think there's definitely been improvements in the attack. And I think to try and make a sweeping state judgment early on is obviously not going to be a, a fair thing to do on either side, whether saying it's, it's good or not. But I think I what agree. we've seen early on, there's definitely things to be positive and happy about and you know, going forward on the putter. Yeah, and obviously to go with the rotation thing, I just think the amount of games we're playing, rotation is is inevitable. We have to do it. Shem's also touched on the fact Potter's a new manager. He doesn't know his best 11 yet. Let him learn. I mean, that's kind of the risk you take with hiring a manager midway through the season is you're going to have to have those teething um, problems and you're going to have to just let him, let him land, basically. Let him find what he wants to do and then go from there. I think making, like you said, sweeping judgments after six games is... Silly on both ends. Um, like there's a new manager bounce is a real thing because players are wanting to play themselves into favour. Um, so yeah, I think we just got to wait. But I think I've definitely seen improvements in the attack in the way the quickness we move the ball, the vert, the kind of the verticality in which we want to move it, rather than just side to side wanting to keep possession. We see players like Kovacic, who's not the best passer in the world. I think he's a good passer i think he's a lot better than people give him credit for people kind of make out you can't pass at all which i think is insane i think he's a good passer and he, you can even see him kind of trying to poke the ball through trying to kind of flick the ball over we're doing more one twos i think 
definitely we're trying more and and being kind of more risky rather than risk averse and i like that that's the football i prefer for sure yeah i think that's definitely a fair point i think that's the perfect way to end the podcast um sam thanks again for joining no problem pleasure hopefully we win on saturday always good podding with you yeah you too bro and hopefully we do get a result on saturday and We'll, we'll definitely be bringing you a post-match um, reaction to that game anyway. So definitely, definitely keep an eye out for that. And yeah, well, until next time, peace. He's done it! The greatest night in the history of Chelsea Football Club. European champions. They've beaten Bayern in their own backyard. they found the Holy Grail after adventure. Sports Social Podcast Network.